Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. We hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did you have all kinds of fun in the cruise, Erica? I did. But you know what? Anytime I'm with my mom and dad, it's always a blessing. It's always fun. So I didn't think any differently. Yeah. I love that. We miss them over here. So, um, but I'm glad that they had a really good time with you guys and that they got to spend it not just with you, but also with their grandbaby. I know that that was a, a big deal for them. So yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. I have a fall joke for you. Oh my goodness. Tell me your joke. Are you ready? Why was the robot couple's anniversary in the fall? Okay, why were the robot's couple anniversary in the in fall? fall. Yeah. Robots? I have no idea. <laughs> they were autumn mated. Get it? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even think of a answer because I was caught up on the fact that robots were coupled up and like I'm gonna need this robot not to get married before me like I'm real bitter about that you're all salty about my joke now <laughs> simply because the robot has a man the robot has a freaking man I'm real mad about that oh my goodness that's a good joke Erica never mind I don't have a joke for you then I did I'm like highly like highly impressed by your ability mm. to come up with these random jokes to yeah google random fall jokes <laughs> google random fall jokes i love that you were ready mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um hey i've really enjoyed the last few weeks talking about service and then this last week talking about gratitude and something that you and i had uh talked about was these stories in scripture when people give thanks. So one of the things that Erica and I do pursuers is like we look at some scriptures and depending on what we want to talk about, we, um, you know, we like to explore as we're kind of doing our research. And so in our research for something else, we came across these like stories of people who give, gave thanks in these like situations where like yeah. you wouldn't think that giving thanks is maybe the appropriate response. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we thought that we would share a few of them that we hadn't considered just for fun. Yeah? Yep, let's go. Do you want to go first? Uh, now you go first. All right, so one of the stories that I think it's uh, really cool is, I'm like obsessed with Paul, but is when Paul sails for Rome. And if you have not read this story you just like bring all your popcorn and just sit down and read Acts chapter 27 because yeah. it is a novela, okay? I feel like it's an action filled movie. Yeah, it is. But you know, now the novelas, like they're not like they used to be. Now they're like mini series and they're super action filled. So, like, that's oh, really? how it is. Let me tell you. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. And so this one's really, really good. And so I will not go through the whole chapter. But it's so good. I'll kind of give you a little synopsis. But essentially, they were sailing for Italy and they just get caught up in a storm. And so that's sort of where I'm going to bring it up. I am going to start from verse 18. 
And it says, since we were violently storm tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. So at this point, they're freaking out and they've lost hope that they're going to be saved through this whole storm. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. I just want to point out that I feel like me and Paul are homeboys because he's like, <laughs> I told you so, but take heart. You know what All I mean? Sass. All sass. And then just comes in with some All sass. <laughs> it's in the Bible. I'm just saying. And then he says, for this very night, there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, man, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on some island. When the 14th night had come, you heard that right. So two weeks had come as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea. About midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took a sounding and found 20 fathoms. A little farther on, they took a sounding again and found 15 fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for days to come. I just want to know, you said you and Paul were homeboys, but like, so you got angels talking to you like that too? Angels be talking to me all the time. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm jealous. No, uh, but we must run aground on some island. And now I'm going to skip to verse 33. And it says, as the day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, today is the 14th day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they all were encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Yo, so it was just messy and they genuinely feared for their life. Um, but Paul heard from the Lord and that encouraged him. And then he basically took whatever he had heard from God. And then he used that direction to lead them, to encourage them. And in the middle of the storm, he took bread and he gave thanks. That's and that's good. where the thanks goes. Where did the bread come from, though? If they hadn't eaten, you know, I don't ask these questions. Just showed up like the manna. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You would ask such a question. Maybe you know what I feel like. Maybe in the set in the next story, we'll understand where it came from. Uh, I'm I'm imagining that it was in there. I mean, I have no idea. I was just all caught up in all of the like adventure when I was reading this story, but I didn't think originally about where the bread came from <laughs> until we're talking yeah. about it. We'll have to go and back so, in and look at that a little bit more. 
Yeah, no, it's such a great story. And the thing is yeah. that, you know, really the reason why we're bringing this one up, right, is because, again, you're in the middle of a storm. You have been at sea now for 14 days. You don't see any side of being saved. Um, but Paul hears from God. He encourages the people and the men there. And then he takes time out of this whole situation to just feed them and give thanks. And I just, uh, if I am just being honest, like if I was in this situation, I don't know that I would be like, come on guys, let's eat together. And then by the way, let's go ahead and pray for our meal. Like I just, you know, so to me, this is upstream. Yeah, I agree. But I will say this is something that Paul uh, says, and he says it in First Thessalonians five sixteen to 18. He says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Remember, we talked about that, I think, last episode or the previous one. And what I take heart in is that Paul is not telling us to do something that he's not willing to do himself, especially when he's saying give thanks in all circumstances. This is Paul giving thanks in all circumstances. For sure. So kudos, Paul. Kudos, Paul. All right. I'm next. Um, We all know the famous story of Jonah in the belly of a big fish. We don't know if it's a whale, although it's really fun to think it's a whale. It was some big fish. Whales are huge. Um, But this was a really cool one because, you know, a lot of times we look at the before and after the fish. We don't focus a lot about the belly inside, although we do know that he called out to God. But one of the cool things in this story with Jonah is that when he was in there, he repented. And that's really what we focus on a lot of. But I feel like I've glazed over the whole, the fact that he also thanked God in the belly of the fish. And he prayed with gratitude. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. And this story is found in the Old Testament. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 2 is Jonah's prayer to the Lord while he's in that belly of the fish. And it says, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of the Sheol, I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me, weeds enwrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountains, I bent down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. And I'm going to jump to verse 8. Those who pay regard to the vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Verse 9. But I, with a voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. So while he was in the belly of the fish, he gave thanks to God. He repented. He also gave thanks to God. So another area where, again, I kind of glazed over that piece. We talk about the fact that he repented of his ways and that God, again, with his awesome and overwhelming grace to us, he saves Jonah and then allows Jonah to continue on the will that God had already set out for him. 
So really cool spot. Don't know if you guys caught that, but thought it was kind of cool that he gave thanks in the belly of that big fish. And the part that stands out to me is actually in chapter one, verse 17. And it says, and the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And that's why I was saying earlier, I was like, well, maybe this story will inform like where the bread came from. Because the Lord appointed a fish essentially is to swallow up Jonah. And so one of the things that you and I had, um, I don't know if you remember what we, we were kind of talking about was, okay, well, wait a second. Like it wasn't that he was thrown. Well, he was thrown overboard, but it wasn't like the fish came and accidentally saw him and came. Yeah. It was literally a fish appointed by the Lord himself to save Jonah. So if you think about it, the Jonah was already saved because the fish was appointed to swallow up Jonah. Well, another version. As opposed to maybe a shark who would have just tore him up. Eaten him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but the other thing is that uh, this is the the ESV version says appointed. There's other versions that say the Lord provided. And that's where the whole bread thing came. And I'm like, well, the Lord provided that bread to come out of somewhere. And then it was like it was 276 people in that ship. Like, how did they feed? Yeah, but the usually people? the Bible usually says like, you know, God provided the manna or. Yeah. Uh, you know, God, G- Jesus turned the bread in from five loaves to, you know, whatever was it five yeah five loaves of bread five loaves two fish two fish Uh uh-huh yeah yeah anyways yeah yeah no that's so good um so great story there Mm -hmm. and and you know and then the, the thing is that you know in this case like jonah had essentially disobeyed god and so for me this story it's just a reminder of God's faithfulness and his goodness irrespective of how we act um and I love that Jonah repented and ultimately gave gave thanks to the Lord that's pretty awesome yeah we often focus on the consequence piece of this one but really um we see God's grace and love in this story so much despite the rebellion yeah because you know what you're right when I hear the story being preached or shared it's always like this is what will happen if you disobey God like you're gonna get thrown overboard and right the fish is gonna swallow you as opposed to like this fish is God's goodness over your life yes um but he still let you chill in your pity party yeah his constant patience over us when we be acting a fool and he still pursues us, yeah. gets us, you know, we're running away. He goes to Jonah and then does all of this. And God's grace is just so good. I don't want to hear this. Let's move on. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> okay. And then the last example is um, Jesus giving thanks before going to the cross. Um, so this is going to be in Matthew 26, 26 to 29. And it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it. All of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many of the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Dude, one of the things that gets me with these verses, because you hear a lot, is how much the disciples probably thought Jesus was crazy for, (laughs) (laughs) like, he was probably on something. And I feel like 
because you don't he they don't have no idea they did not understand what was what was really going to happen to Jesus right so you've got Jesus here saying like this is my body and he's got bread <laughs> like anybody at a dinner table saying that be like bro what did you take like, he's like no 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 he's like take this and eat it and eat, eat it. my body yeah and this is my blood like so totally coming from that lens sometimes i'm just like and the disciples were doing what at this point because, yeah the disciples know. were going along with it that's what they yeah. were doing <laughs> and then and then here we are like we had communion uh this month yeah uh, we always have it at the beginning of the month the first uh, sunday of the month and it's mm-hmm. the same thing like it's just like this is the lord's body and you're just like yeah. okay and everybody's like oh i want to take up his body you know and yeah. um and so yeah i think like for us on this side of like reading this we can understand but you're right like Jesus sounds like a crazy person. And then, of course, like the disciples sound even crazier for like following him. Um, <laughs> but at the end, it makes complete sense. Absolutely. And yeah. and what I was going to say is that the reason why I think this one is so important is because. And I will say it like I say this all the time. I, I've said it over the last few weeks talking about service like Jesus gave himself entirely. Yeah. But. Let's not forget that he did ask God to let the cut pass from him. I know. Like he I was not, it was not something that I, like he was necessarily wanting to do. I mean, he was wanting to do the, the will of God, but Jesus being fully human was sort exactly. of like, Hey, if I don't have to go through with this, if there's another way, like yeah. let this pass for me. And so yeah. even though I would imagine that he was terrified, I mean, it says that yeah. he prayed and, and was sweating blood, blood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the night before, he's with his disciples, and he's giving he's giving thanks. And yeah. so, again, it's just a reminder that, um, that, and you always say this, like, there are certain things that in our faith walk, you know, they may not be easy, but I think what the scriptures show us is that it may not be easy, and that, like, that, that's okay. And also, but it's not impossible, you know? Yeah. That part where Jesus asks for the cup to pass, I feel really hits the head on helping us understand how much of a sacrifice this really was from him. And it, it grounds me in that because, you know, if it showed as if nothing bothered him, it would, it would almost feel like he wasn't human. Like, he he yeah, doesn't understand yeah. me, you know, like he truly doesn't really get it because anybody in that situation would feel this way in, a, in as a human. And God didn't leave that detail out. He put that in there. And I really feel like that's a piece for me, at least, where I feel he was human. He felt these feelings, too, just like we do. Yet he still did it. Yeah, that is so good. Um, I love that very much. And so, Pursuers, you may be asking, like, well, why are they still talking about Thanksgiving? Like, Thanksgiving was last week. Why are we <laughs> here? Um, and, and the reason is, is because, you know, Thanksgiving is a holiday that we celebrate here in America, right? It's not, yeah. I don't believe it's something that's celebrated in other regions of the world. No. And I think that, personally, I love that there is this... Uh, this day uh, once a year that 
even if it's out of tradition that requires us or moves us to want to get together with our loved ones, pause and give thanks. I, I love that personally. And in fact, this is one of the reasons I believe Jesus said to to do this very thing of taking the bread and the cup in remembrance of him. The point was to create some sort of ritual or tradition that would bring us back to his presence. Like even if we forgot it, we yeah. always have a mechanism where we can come back to him we have something to remind us of who he is. It's really more for us than it is for him. Um, but the reality is that as believers, you know, and I know that I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, right? But but the reason why we wanted to bring this up is because obviously as believers, Thanksgiving, and it's, it's an everyday discipline. And, um, and our goal is for us to to make that a part of our day, I know that it is something that I'm personally trying to do. And I have to be honest, there are days where I don't feel as grateful. I think that I'm going through a few weeks of a, a little mini pity party season where I don't want to give thanks. And so um, I'm almost like forcing myself to do it because I feel like it's an act of faith for me to do it. And my goal is that as I'm giving thanks, like the Lord can help me just refocus my mind on the things that really matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that is us going upstream. So us choosing to offer gratitude to God, no matter the circumstance or the challenges. So going upstream is even when we don't feel like it, we still give thanks. Even when, let's say the person who hurt us is not being apologetic, we still choose to be thankful. In your instance, you know, a few months ago, even when your car is totaled, mm -hmm. you still give thanks. And close to home for maybe others is, you know, even if your spouse has betrayed you in some way, shape or form, you still choose to give thanks. Those are the ways that we can go upstream even beyond Thanksgiving as we continue to pursue Christ. And that there's always something to be grateful for. As you were talking about my car being totaled, I remember that specific night I came home and my mom said, you know, you need to rest. And I remember telling her, no, I really feel like I need to take a moment to give thanks because mm, obviously mm -hmm. I was not thankful that my car was damaged, but I was right. thankful to be alive. Yeah. You know, I was thankful that the person who hit me went to the hospital with a injury on his hand not necessarily because he had died and mm -hmm. it was just giving god thanks for those things and so there's always something that we can be grateful for um but it does require us to you know kind of again look beyond ourselves in that moment to be able to get to that point so yeah i hope that this has been informational maybe that we hope that there were maybe one of these stories that you're not familiar with um i know that sometimes we assume that people know these biblical stories i know i don't know a lot of the old testament stories because i didn't grow up in the church um, but it is something that um that i love to to hear and, and learn uh news so let us know what you think about that and if you have any other stories of thanksgiving we'd love to hear them as well yeah and we do ask that you please like and subscribe to our podcast to continue getting this content out to others. And as always, we hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth pursuers.